What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of The Sheehan Show for SureDog.com. And I want to talk about my weekend uh, in the world of mixed martial arts. Obviously, Bellator returned to Ireland, uh, and I was there for the whole uh, week covering it, as everyone saw, I'm sure, on uh, on SureDog.com. Uh, I had a couple of interviews with Liam McCourt and uh, Sinead Kavanagh. I did a betting job with didn't go great. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie, wasn't the best. But we'll talk about that in the and this week's edition of the betting show and uh, the preview for the card as well. So I was up there as well, covering it for uh, for Severe May, talking to uh, talking about the card and and obviously it was uh, there was a lot of news emerged from it from the Bellator fights themselves and from outside of it as well. And I've kind of three takeaways. Uh, from uh, the card and three things I want to come on here and talk about. Uh, I mentioned Liam McCord and Sinead Cavan. I'm going to talk about that. That's the third thing. I want to talk about a couple of new contenders that have merged in Irish MMA. You need to keep an eye on. That's the second thing I'll talk about. But the first thing I want to talk about here uh, is Conor McGregor. Uh, obviously, I know a lot of people have probably seen it by now. I talked to Conor McGregor backstage at Bellator this week. I interviewed him and I asked him a couple of things. And I suppose I, I, I jump on here to kind of talk about it a little bit and talk about him and where he goes next. Um, I did a show um, at the turn of the year around Christmas time talking about what I think should be next for Conor McGregor and where I think he should go. Um, and my opinion on that was a Tony Ferguson fight made a lot of sense. I think, you know, they're at probably the same kind of ebb at the moment in terms of where they are in the division. Um, with obviously McGregor being the biggest star in the history of the sport and a massive uh, money fighter. So he's obviously going to be elevated a little bit further. But in terms of the sport itself, in terms of a matchup, I think a lot of people would probably agree that that matchup would make a lot of sense. Um, uh, Tony Ferguson... If he was smart, I think he would be looking for that. But he seems to be looking at Michael Chandler and other things. McGregor really hasn't mentioned him. Many people haven't mentioned that fight. And then when I spoke to McGregor, he was talking about fighting for the title. I asked him what weight class would he fight at. And he kind of said, oh, I don't know, maybe 170, 155. And then he just kind of went after the 155 title in his next answer. He was, uh, you know, he was saying, is the Gaethje versus Oliveira fight happening? Um, you know, if it's not, could he get in there? He's getting back to training very soon. And... Um, you know, what his next step is going to be. And I thought, you know, McGregor, when he came back initially against Cowboy back, it seems like a lifetime ago, but he was talking about that season, you know, getting three fights in, getting back to where he hadn't been in a long time, and that's an active MMA fighter. McGregor had a, uh, four fights in 11 months when he, uh, you know, culminating in the, uh, in the, the Nate Diaz, sorry, in the Eddie Alvarez fight after the two Nate Diaz fights um, and the Jose Aldo fight to win the 145-pound belt. All of those four fights, so the, the featherweight, the two Nate fights and the lightweight title fight were all in 11 months. You know, McGregor had the whole stay ready so you don't have to get ready thing. Um and it felt like he wanted that again back in 2020, but then the coronavirus hit. Obviously, now he's broken his leg again. And uh, I kind of asked him, so he's always a guy who's tried to move on and move up and do different things. And that, you know, broken leg or broken ankle or whatever it is, um, the bad injury has kind of stopped him again from doing that after the pandemic stopped him, after the, the Mayweather thing so it stopped him. So it feels like... It's a very frustrating time. Like you can leave everything else aside. We talk about the, you know, the getting out of the the, the silk, uh, uh, the silk duvet in the morning and everything like that being tough. But it must be tough mentally and physically as well to kind of go through that. Uh, and you know, he's obviously emerging from a lot of money, so he's, I don't have too much sympathy for him. But you know what I mean? To 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 want to be the top fighter, I asked him straight out, like do you kind of have regrets for missing part of your prime? And do you uh, think, uh, you know, do you have something to prove? 
and he kind of said yes but no at the same time which is a fair enough answer from someone who's achieved what he has but it, there's definitely a bit of regret as someone who is one of the most intelligent people we've ever seen in the sport in terms of the sport itself and knowing what the sport is he knows that he doesn't have the legacy he should have um because of okay who he is first of all but also some of the decisions he's made especially the uh the fly mayweather one uh by going away to have that boxing match because that boxing match stopped him from having more big mma fights which if he would have won them which he looked at the time like he wasn't losing many fights would have elevated him to another level um so i think it's very interesting now that he is looking straight to a title fight because if you want to get back to that if you want to elevate your standing in the mma community or in as an mma fighter not the mma community he doesn't care about people but he cares about his reputation and his legacy if you were to fight maybe an easier fight now and maybe two easier fights and when i'm saying easy tony ferguson is not an easy fight or going in there maybe against a benil dariush or something like that is not an easy fight but taking a couple of fights like that Maybe having a little bit, you know, less money. Do you look at? We can argue if the UFC will allow him to do that, and they probably won't. They won't want him to do that anyway. And he's talked before. We've seen those DMs with Dana White stopping him from being active, right? But let's say he did that. Then that title fight, if he was to win those two fights, I think everyone would be ro- roaring and raging for a McGregor title fight then. And if he was to win that, then that's what brings him back to being what he sees in himself and what many of his fans want him to be. So I think that would be the way to do it. And that would be the way to elevate yourself even more. Like McGregor has done so much in his career, he doesn't need to do it. But if he wants to do it, that's the way he... I, I think he, he could do it or should do it. But he seems to want to get straight back in there at the very, very top which is a very interesting move because that's not the way he wanted to do it two years ago. But maybe he's thinking, oh, like, that didn't work two years ago. I need to try something different. It's it's an interesting one. It's a very interesting one because, look, we we have um, we spoken about McGregor being outside of the cage, um, not being active, not having lots of fights, being away from him and having other things. But there's that now, but there's also the injury. You know, coming back from that injury is not easy. It's a very, very tough one. As he said himself in, in the interview with me, it's... Um, it's not that injury cut might in the field. You know that something happened to Chris Wyman. There was uh, there was an issue, and he had to. I think he had to get surgery again. So it this is a very serious injury, a very serious thing to come back from. So to, to come back from that alone, forget about the inactivity um, and getting away from MMA for years before that. Coming back from that alone is very tough, and coming back in a title fight is very very tough. So it's interesting to see. Look what he says, what he wants, and what actually happens. Um, so I'm very interested to see what happens over the next while, and that's on that part of it, I suppose. The other side of the, the McGregor thing, having talking to him, he seemed in, in really good spirits. You know, he was at, obviously at the event, he came in, f- just missed the first fight, Lee Hammond, and we'll talk about Lee in a second, but uh, he was there for almost all of the rest of the night. You know, he kind of was going in and out, he was taking pictures. I haven't seen McGregor like that in a long time. Obviously, there's been a lot of Bellator events and, and different things that I've been at in Ireland, and he's kind of come in for one fight, he's left, he came in for another fight. He, You know, there was obviously the incidents with the whole Charlie Ward thing, with Mark Goddard and all. There was none of that, no messing. It was all very much for the fans, very much support of his team. He didn't, at one stage, I think, in the Sinead fight, he kind of walked over to the cage and was roaring instructions at her, but there really wasn't even much of that throughout the fight. Okay, he was standing away from the cage roaring instructions, like all teammates would be. I saw, you know, Paul Redmond even doing it and keep 
Kiefer Crosby and all different people. That's natural. You're going to get that at any MMA event. But, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't seem to make it about him and the event. He seemed cordial. And when I was speaking to him briefly before and after and during the interview, he seemed in good spirits. And I think the reaction mostly to my interview with him was, this is, you know, kind of the, the old McGregor talking. I, I do think in fairness, and it's not just me, he's talked to Andrew McGann and other people in the past. When he does kind of speak to Irish people and people he's... Uh, you know, known for a long time, and I I don't know him that well, but he's you know obviously I've known him as a fighter, and he's known me covering the sport for a very very long time. Someone he's maybe a bit more comfortable with. Obviously, uh, you know Graham, who I do the podcast with over in Severe May, has produced his documentary, and also he's you know he knows Severe MMA very well. He's comfortable with Severe MMA where I did the interview. He's going to be a little bit more comfortable. Also, I think when you're speaking to someone from your own country, you can speak in your normal accent. You know, you don't have to... And this is not just McGregor, this is a lot of people. You're, you know, you play down the accent maybe a little bit so they can understand you and it's going to be a little bit easier and stuff. Where with me, he doesn't... You know, he kind of knows he doesn't have to do that. So it's... I think it seemed more natural and it seemed... Uh, you know, he sounded better... Uh, because of it and, and you know that's for other people to judge but that seems, seems to be what uh, what people are saying so you know all in all it's great look if this was Conor McGregor or anyone else I'd be saying the same thing after someone had that bad of an injury it's great to see him back it's great to see him in good spirits it's great to see him talking about in a few weeks I will be sparring and what is it like five weeks away I think he said that he's going to be back and he's going to be able to do uh, you know everything and he's he's back pretty shortly before that even doing bits and pieces I think so um, that is the update on Conor McGregor from when I spoke to him and uh, yeah overall I think if you're a McGregor fan, obviously it's it's very very positive. Or if you're a fan of the sport, even want to see one of the biggest stars uh, in the sport back, it looks like you know. A lot of people said to me, I remember I woke up the next morning after McGregor broke his leg against Paria uh, to a few of my friends, and they said McGregor will never fight again, will he? And my first thought was absolutely he'll fight. He will not go out like this. But a lot of people did think that that he'd never fight again. After talking to him on Friday night, I don't think there's any hope that Conor McGregor will never fight again. He will be back. Uh, he seems to be raring to go, and uh, I think we can expect Conor McGregor back in uh, maybe maybe the late summer, maybe the autumn time this year. But definitely, uh, we can expect Conor McGregor to fight uh, in 2022. And uh, if you haven't seen that interview, please. Uh, uh, please check it out. Appreciate all the support as well after it. I know there's, there's a bit of criticism, a bit of giving out, but um, I think most of it was uh, was very uh, was very positive, and it was uh, it was great to, to see the, the support from the MMA uh, community and and wider as well. And uh, I'm glad to bring uh, everyone an update on, on Conor McGregor. And thanks to Conor for his time as well. A couple of Conor's teammates on the second part of this I want to talk about is the next batch of Irish MMA fighters coming through, and it's. It was a very interesting night in Irish MMA because we'll, we'll talk about Lee and Sinead in a second, but the two of them are, are ranked fighters. So they're, you wouldn't say they're the, the next batch, the next, you know, young up and coming fighters coming through. Um, you would, Brian Moore, the same. He's been training nearly as long as Conor McGregor, if not longer. He has been there for years and years. He should be ranked, I think, at the moment, but he's on the verge of being ranked. He fought, I think Lugo is ranked number nine or ten, maybe. So he's fighting someone who's basically in the rankings. Um, and right up there. But I want to talk about the guys who are just making their start. Um, and namely, Dara Kelly and Lee Hammond. Um, I, I was speaking to someone, I, I mentioned this in one of the other places I was talking as well. Um, someone was, I, I was talking to someone at the, uh, the press, uh, the press day or uh, the way in, sorry. And they were kind of saying to me that this new level of young Irish MMA fighters coming up is a little bit different to the last um, batch we had. Now, 
the last match we had was I would say it was people would know James Gallagher, Kiefer Crosby, and a, and a few more like that. You know, maybe even uh, Keen Cowley, who was five or six fights into his career and everything like that. And a lot of those guys were kind of Team McGregor, if you want to put it like that. And every time they did an interview with someone maybe from outside of Ireland or whatever, or every time they had a fight, it was, this is Conor McGregor's teammate. This is, you know, he's under the tutelage of John Kavanagh. And then they do an interview, and the fans would be like, oh, he's trying to be McGregor. He sounds like McGregor. It was McGregor, McGregor, McGregor. Everything. Everything. And, and they, look, they tried... Uh, look, in some ways you try to play it up, in other ways you try to kind of play it down, but you have to be respectful of your teammate. And, you know, I remember James Gallagher was asked about it, and he goes, look, if you're comparing me to Conor McGregor, or comparing me to one of the greatest fighters of all time, so is this is this a slight on me or a, or a compliment kind of thing? And that, I suppose, is the right answer. But still, the question was being asked, right? And there was no divide between kind of McGregor and them. And when you are... Comparing anyone to Conor McGregor in MMA, especially in Irish MMA, that's very, very unfair because he's a double champion and the most famous fighter in the history of the sport. How can you live up to that? You can't live up to that. And that brings a pressure to the fighters, but it also brings kind of an unfair um, uh, reputation is the wrong word, but it brings just an unfair kind of talk from the fans. Because all the fans are kind of talking about, like, oh, you're a McGregor wannabe, you're never going to be him. Whereas, like, those lads are good fighters. You know, they might be champion level at the moment, or might be McGregor level, but they're good. Like, James Gallagher's ranked in, in the Bellator, uh, you know, in, in the Bellator uh, tour, uh, tournament. Now he's going to the tournament, ranked number, what, six or seven. And I think deserves to be right up there. Maybe you'll have him a couple of spots lower, or whatever. But he, if a good fighter, maybe you don't think he's the best fighter in the world, but no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, James Gallagher's a good fighter. Same for Kiefer, same for other guys uh, as well. But they always had that with him. The next level of guys, I feel like, are a little bit apart from that. Even Lee Hammond, who has trained with McGregor for a long time and everything like that, and Derek Kelly was another guy. Now, we had other people as well fighting, unfortunately, Danny McCormick lost, but we had Nathan Kelly uh, fighting as well, and you know we've had a few guys on, on the past cards as well uh, fighting. But the, the two really stand out for me were, um, were Lee Hammond and Derek Kelly in this card. And it, I, I, I'm, I didn't listen to broadcast, obviously, because I was there, but I in the media there... There was no question about Conor McGregor, right? Not one. There was none afterwards. I, I, I would, I would kind of garner on the, um, on the broadcast. They may have said about Lee Hammond because he was a very close trainer partner McGregor, but I don't think anyone was kind of saying, "Oh, he's the next Conor McGregor." Or with Derek Kelly, you know, he's close friends with Conor McGregor. It feels like they have that divide from McGregor, which you know isn't necessarily a good thing in terms of training or becoming the best or or even your popularity but it takes an extra little bit of pressure off those guys i think so they can concentrate just on their mma just on getting their fights in and just becoming very very good fighters whereas the other guys they had that little bit of pressure they had that that bit of i'd almost call it negative hype maybe you know, whereas these new batch don't have it. And I think it's actually benefiting them because these guys look like they went out and they fought without pressure. And they also have the benefit of, you know, McGregor obviously coming in, um, getting a lot of money for himself and John Kavanaugh and SPG gym. And now they were able to build a new gym and these massive facilities and these guys who have been training there at these great facilities since McGregor's taken over now have, what, five, six years of those amazing facilities and it's starting to show. And... 
it's it's really really great for these new batch and this next batch coming through we had the irish amateur championships the first ever irish amateur championships a couple of weeks ago and there's some very very good talent in that now i've i've a bit of a problem with the amateur structure the way it is but that's maybe a, a podcast for another day I, I don't like the three rounds for me i don't think it makes sense i'd rather one five minute round than the three three minute rounds but that doesn't matter yet. but lee hammond and, and Derek kelly look really good lee hammond first of all if if people don't know Lee right, so he was uh, Conor McGregor's kind of main jiu-jitsu training partner, if not the main one, one of them anyway. Uh, my, my good friend Andrew McGahan, I'll mention him again, he's a very good jiu-jitsu player on the Irish scene and beyond as well. He always talked about Liam and how good Lee, uh, Lee is. And any jiu-jitsu player around Ireland and the UK and Europe, if you ask them about Lee Hammond, I guarantee you they'll tell you how good of a jiu-jitsu player he is. Lee made his second... Um, appearance on Friday night in the cage the first was at a smaller show this is his first appearance uh, in Bellator and he won by knockout on both occasions in his first fight he came out and he was sliding around the ring or the, the cage sorry like someone who has been kickboxing for, for 10 years this is a jiu-jitsu guy now and he comes around and he's, he's so so good looks so smooth on the feet looks really good at all aspects of the game then he comes out against Jamie Hay, who just comes like kind of straight for him, tries to put it on him, tries to make it tough. He hits him with a beautiful knee after a few strikes. Then Hay goes to the ground, tries to, to, to grapple with him. And I'm, I think anyone who knows Lee Hammond is sitting there and is like, well, that's probably not the best idea. And he just eats him up and ends up finishing him. This guy, if you're looking for a prospect coming out of Ireland, who, you know, we have the Ingaris, obviously, and we have the Paul, uh, Paul Hughes and, and Joe McCulgans and other people who've been doing it for maybe a little bit longer or, you know, for Joe, obviously a good while, but, um, you know, around the, the 10 fights-ish mark for, for the other guys I mentioned there. This guy's only two fights in. This was his second fight on, on Friday night. This is a guy you need to keep an eye on. This guy has the skill set to be as good as anyone Irish MMA has ever produced apart from Conor McGregor, you know? He has that skill set. Now, will he be that? And you could say that for him, Dara, and anyone, you could pick out anyone. Will they be that? We don't know. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of luck. You know, you know, we talk about McGregor even with injuries and different things like that. It takes a lot of that. But he has that skill set and he is a guy you absolutely need to keep an eye on. The other guy I want you to keep an eye on from this card is Derek Kelly. This guy, I've, ne- I've never seen someone. It's not since I saw Cahill Pindred uh, on, on the Lewis one time going into, uh, uh, <laughs> going into an event and he was fighting up away at that stage. Have I seen someone as as stocky as the word we use in Ireland. I don't know if you'd use that. Uh, let me know in the comment section in, in America or anywhere else. The build on this guy, he's an athlete. He's so strong and it's pure muscle, pure lean. And he can go as well. He has good cardio. He's fast. He is an animal. I, I think it's, um, correct me wrong, I think it's 155 pounds he's fighting at. And this guy, he just, watching a few, back a few of his fights, he won our, uh, over in Severe May, he won our Amateur Fighter of the Year for 2020. So we've known about him for a good while and knowing that he's very good. Going back and watching some of his amateur fights before this, he, he's an, this guy is an absolute animal. And now, uh, it'll be very, I'm very, very interested to see his career progress and see when he meets someone as athletic as him or as fast as him or as strong as him, how he deals with it. Because it's sometimes you you can't see the skill set of a fighter because that athleticism kind of takes over at this level. And not to say that he doesn't have very good skills. I would, uh, what, from what I've seen so far, I think he does. But it's, it's almost as if you're so strong and so athletic, you don't even need those skills to beat some people. And I'd be very interested to see 
his next few matches because I think like Kieran Clark as well he's another guy I have to mention but he's kind of a few fights ahead of these guys as well a really 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 good prospect he is a guy who sh- his toughness is almost outdoing his skills um, and I think Derek Kelly at the moment is that guy I want to see him match made like Kieran Clark is being match made getting tough fights hard fights and uh, fights every few months to keep him going to keep him pushing to keep taking him to the next level uh, and that's Derek Kelly Kieran Clark as well I have to mention him obviously this this fight against Tunkara ended um, because of a looks like a dislocated shoulder so a, a tough you know it was, it was a, an interesting open round Tunkara had some very very good moments and uh, Clark was kind of coming back but Clark is a lot, a lot of times a second and third found fighter as well and he will beat you there but he's very very good as well and I have to mention him and maybe I'd put that that rematch together uh, but yeah the next level of Irish MMA fighters looks very very good um, and I'm I'm looking forward and I can't wait to see uh, all three of those guys Kieran Clark um, uh, Lee Hammond and Derek Kelly all uh, get their next outings uh, actually Lee Hammond is fighting in a few weeks on a, on a smaller card I think it's is it heroes or levels? I always mix them up for some reason. But yeah, he's fighting in like three weeks' time anyway, and he's going to be staying active. Uh, so it's great. Uh, it's going to be great to, to, to see him. And we'll talk now a little bit about uh, Liam McCord versus Sinead Kavanagh. But I want to give a shout out. I mentioned Nanny McCormick already. She took a tough loss, but she'll be back a very good fighter. And Brian Moore as well. I briefly mentioned him earlier. This guy is one of the best fighters in Ireland at the moment. I think himself, Pedro Carvalho, um, Peter Queeley have really taken steps forward over the last couple of years and those guys were kind of the in-between guys as well between the current batch of uh, maybe even between the McGregor, Pindred, Daly kind of batch and the batch of um, uh, Kiefer and James and I think those guys have had very very tough matchups and a very tough time and fought all over the world against tough opponents Um, and Brian Moore especially I would love to see him get a big win. It was very unfortunate, very unlucky, uh, maybe not to get uh, the decision a close one. I'm not saying it was a robbery. Don't get me wrong now. Um, but uh, I, you'd love to see him get a big win and a big uh, on a big stage like that against a big opponent. And I think he will because his skills are very, very good. And Jarnell Lugo is a very, very good fighter as well. But I have to mention Sinead Kavanagh against Liam McCourt. Um and this was one of these fights, right? That if you're watching, I actually saw a tweet from Grabaka Hitman, so I might be wrong on what I'm about to say, but Grabaka Hitman said that was a mad fight, a crazy fight. I, 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 watching it live, thinking about people watching at home, I was thinking maybe they don't think it's the best fight in the world, or maybe they don't get what's happening here. Uh, but I think they might have. So I'll tell you what, what um, in a second here, what my thoughts of it were. First of all, the atmosphere just in general throughout the whole night. It it didn't feel as special as other nights, like the the Queely fight not happening and the zombie walkout not being there and an Irish person not being in the main event. Sweet Caroline is not the same as zombie and it's not. It might have sounded great on TV. It, live it sounded very good, but it, anyone who's been in that arena for those big walkouts before would agree it didn't sound anywhere like um, the, the manic sound that we had before. It was still very good, don't get me wrong. The fans were fantastic throughout the night. But it was a night where there was lots of lulls. There was too many fights that people didn't care about. And just the fan base wasn't the same as it was. I know Scott Coker was there. But I think it was his first time there. And I'll tell you what, if Scott Coker comes back again and sees maybe Sinead Kavanagh versus uh, Cyborg in the main event or a James Gallagher main event or something like that, he will be truly blown away then. But that's, uh, I suppose that's a point for another uh, another time. But the point on the Sinead Kavanagh and Liam McCorp fight 
was the tension in there was unlike anything I've maybe ever seen. I think the McGregor Brando fight, okay, that was on a different level, and you could take away that card out of it. The tension in there for that was unreal. The tension in there for Carl Pendred's comeback against Mike King that night was unreal. But for the whole fight, the tense nature of this, the 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 aura around the fight was so weird because you've Liam McCourt who obviously has been uh, you know down, uh, living above in, in Belfast being part of the Irish MMA scene she used to train out of uh, Owen Roddy's gym which is kind of I suppose you call it a sister gym of SBG Ireland he is uh, used to be primal martial arts and now uh, SBG Charlestown you know he's one of Conor McGregor's main training partners throughout through the years and coach now as well with John Kavanagh and Sergei Pekulski and uh, and others as well um so Irish MMA has followed Liam McCord. Conor McGregor has followed Liam McCord. Everyone has wanted Liam McCord kind of to win down through the years. But now she's fighting Sinead Kavanagh, who everyone wants to win as well. And who everyone has been supporting. <laughs> it's, and it's weird because it's a massive fight. But the fans are like, who should I want to win? Who should I <laughs> I don't want anyone to lose. Like <laughs> Sinead Kavanagh gets Liam McCord in, uh, in a Kimura. And it looks like she's going to kind of dislocate her shoulder or break her arm or whatever it might be. The fans are there. It's like, okay, do we want Sinead to win? We kind of do, right? But do we want Leah to get injured? No, we don't. <laughs> it, was, it was such a weird situation because everyone is there and they're like, we don't really, we, we want we want someone to win, but maybe we don't want them to win in this fashion with a gruesome injury. And it was just so, it was so weird, but so brilliant at the same time. The, I, you would cut the tension in there with a knife. I've never, ever experienced anything like it in sport. You know, I suppose it might have been something like if the, if the Williams sisters played in, in tennis and now we're obviously done, you know, in, in, at a different level of skill and, and everything like that. But in Irish MMA, this was, this was absolutely massive. This was massive. And I don't know if people get that from outside of Ireland. And I'm not sure that's possible anywhere else in the world apart from Ireland, to be honest, because we have such a small, tight-knit community. And, you know, I saw it even throughout the week, the amount of fighters I spoke to, and, you know, they were very complimentary of me in the shows and, uh, and, and you know, our different websites and, and everything like that, and complimentary of each other as well. It's a very, very friendly, tight-knit community. And when two people are kind of put together... It, it it was weird. It was brilliant. It, brilliant, but very, very weird. Um, and, you know, the fight, the way it went, where Leah got on the mo- got in mountain uh, at the very start, and people were cheering her, right? The, the whole crowd were cheering her. Then Sinead almost submits her, and the whole crowd were cheering her. And then Sinead gets hurt, and they're like, oh, no. what's And then, and then Leah almost, you know, maybe could have got the finish. And then Sinead kind of came back in it, and everyone cheered Sinead in the end. And I thought there was obviously no one booing Leah or anything like that, but I think people felt bad for Leah at the end as well. It was crazy. It was it was insane. And you know, it mightn't as I said, it mightn't seem mad or important to people outside of our Irish MMA or people watching at home, but to the people in that arena and the people who care about Irish MMA, it was one of the most important fights we've ever seen. And that might sound like hyperbole, but it, it, it isn't really. It isn't. It was. It was. It was weird, you know. We've had Paul Redman versus Norman Park before, and that was uh, that was similar, but not not the same because it didn't have the level of uh, jeopardy. I suppose is the word my good friend Graham McDonald uses because you know Shane Kavanagh got a title shot after winning this allegedly. Kind of Scott Coker took it back a little bit, but you know, and I think Leah probably would have got a title shot as well. Maybe you know, maybe it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise too for Leah, I think, because I think she needs a few more. This will stand her as well. Make no mistake about it. I, and I, I said it over in the Severe May podcast. I don't think this is the last time they'll fight. Honestly, and imagine another point is like imagine if Cyber kind of if she retired right or went to PFL or went back to the UFC or something like that, and uh, 
sometimes the division might be better because of that. Now, if Cyborg went away, obviously, well, you know, but you know what I mean. But like John Jones goes away, and he's a great. But the light heavyweight division has been fantastic since he's gone away. Like I can't wait for um for this fight between Glover and and uh, Prohachka. Like the Glover uh win was fantastic. The Blahovich win was fantastic. It's just it's been great, and I feel like. I feel like that that might be the same for that division. Now, you know, people will drag that argument apart and call me stupid for that. And fair enough, it, it, in ways it absolutely is. I agree with that. But if it led to a Sinead Kavanaugh versus Liam McCourt title fight in Ireland, that would be insane. And even if that doesn't happen, I think they'll fight again down the road. And I think it'll be... I think it'll be massive again. And, I, you know, I, for one, I, I can't wait for that. So, you know, all in all, a, a big weekend for Irish MMA. You know, we had Musasi in the main event, uh, beating Austin Vanderford um, after, I think it was a bit of an injury. And, you know, he finished him well anyway, though. So great stuff there. And it was great to see Gegard there as well. But, you know, those are my kind of big takeaways from it. McGregor sounding good, looking good, getting back to health. The new batch of Irish MMA emerging and this massive fight between Liam McCourt uh, and Sinead Kavanagh like something uh, I suppose we, we have never seen before so uh, I will leave it at that thanks everyone for listening thanks for all the support uh, during the week if you haven't hit subscribe here yet on uh, Sherdog.com whether you're listening to it in audio or video please click that subscribe uh, button please give this uh, a thumbs up and a like and uh, tell your friends about it as well because uh, the more people that listen the more people that will listen in the end as well so I will leave it at that my name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all next time.